Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And we are going to be talking tonight about uh, it sometimes I think it's a swear word, and especially the way some people say it to me, but uh, we are going to talk about taxes. And what we do here uh, on the Inspired Choices Network is we tackle some of these ugly topics and some of these scary topics in some cases that people don't like or try and avoid, but we can't really get away from. And we just break it down so it's easy to understand. Now, now I'm going to tell you, in Canada and the United States, uh they are significantly complicated tax codes. I'm not even going to try and make that sound better than it is. It's not. They're complicated. And that's why you have people who just do taxes as accountants or tax preparers, and that's what they specialize in. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, though, what we need to do is we're going to take this topic and we're going to break it down into something that's nice and easy to understand because that's what we do here. And we really, remember, only need to know our own stuff. So we don't really need to understand all the complicated tax stuff that we, that we um, rely on for the trust accounts and intercompanies and holding companies and all this other stuff because co- things get complicated and multiple houses and, um, you know, primary residence and gets confusing and move stuff around. So we're not going to get complicated tonight. We're going to talk about what most people talk about in Canada and the U.S., and that's our stuff, our own personal taxes. Now, I'm going to say, um, just as a an upfront disclaimer, I don't do taxes. I am not an accountant, and I'm not giving advice tonight. I'm just going to talk in general terms, and I'm actually going to steal a lot of the information from Ernst & Young because they they publish a, a really nice... Um, asking better questions for year-end planning uh, article, if you will, where they, they really dive into things to look for in the year-end. Now, not every single one of the things that we're going to talk about tonight apply to you, and not every single one of them do I think you should do. As a matter of fact, I don't think you should do anything I tell you to do in this case until you talk to somebody that does your taxes because they're going to have a better handle on what you've got, where you've been at, and uh, where you're going. So so tonight is strictly information we're not, I'm not giving you advice. Don't run and go think that this is the be all end all, even though some of these are going to be sounding like pretty cool strategies and, and opportunities for you with your taxes. They could be, they may not be. So uh, take with it what you will and then go ask your tax person about it. You're the person who uh, submits your taxes and prepares them and just say, hey, does this apply for me or will this work for me? And, uh, and of course, uh, the Ernst & Young information that I have a lot of, uh, a lot of accountants, we read. You have to read a lot of their stuff. Uh, tips from KPMG and some of the big uh, accounting firms. Most of them are going to be slanted towards the Canadian side because there's only the concepts are very similar all around the world, especially in Canada and the U.S. Uh, here in North America, we are very similar concepts. But uh, there's so many different tax codes that it's impossible for me to cover all of them in uh, one night. <laughs> we might have to have a marathon if that was the case. But uh, tonight we'll just cover the one. So. That's what we're going to do tonight on the Inspired Choices Network. And for those of you who have just joined us for the first time, uh, the Inspired Choices Network is a community where we come together and we share information, we share ideas, we 
encourage each other to to live the best possible life and and really achieve your maximum potential and give you the help or guidance that you need when you need it to to be able to do that. So if you're having a day, um, we all have them down days. Uh, my my friend Keisha and our producer tonight, she, her and I got to chat a little bit before because you know I had some frustrations today too, and and she gets to be my little sounding board, <laughs> and uh, it happens, and that's what we do here, right? So. Uh, for those of you that are listening and you, you just need to have a little bit of help on this one topic or maybe you need a little bit of guidance on, you know, what do you do with your kids? Maybe it's a big problem. Maybe it's a little problem. Maybe it's leading into something or you're not sure about. Then we have a show for that. If you need to know, um, like my friend Keisha about adjusting your energy, man, that's the girl you got to talk to and what to put out in the universe and how to get things rolling around your way. So those are different shows that we have on the network and, I strongly encourage you to just, you know, go on there our inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can listen live. They're all uh podcast recorded after in over 50 platforms. You can go into our archive section and you can just look up the show and say, "You know what? That's what I need to know. Uh that's what I need help with right now." So you can listen to it then and you can always contact the host. So you're welcome to call or email uh, at any time. Uh I know with me, you can contact me at uh Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca or you can call in when we're live and we can answer questions or you can email questions or you can call me. All the information's on our site and there's just a wealth of information that I think it's unfortunate if people don't have the opportunity to take advantage of it because they don't know about it. So I think my job is to make sure you know about it. And then when you go on the site and you think, geez, there's something missing, like my particular skill set or talent, then that's when you should reach out to Christine and talk to her, the owner, about doing your own show. Because there's always opportunity for all of us to learn more. And there's uh, there's always, always, always people out there who need to know whatever your skills are, they need that shared with them. So do not be afraid to to do that and I know sometimes it's scary trust me I'm 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 a financial advisor by day and a bookkeeper and I am all about the numbers I am not about being on the radio and having a show so for me it was outside my comfort zone I'm hoping it's helping some people I, I know I get some feedback and you know every so often people will let me know how I'm doing really and uh, that's that's really what it's all about helping other people and and it's it's easy for me to sit down with one or two people, you know, or a couple small group and um, talk to them one-on-one about their stuff. But there's so many other people out there that I get calls for that don't understand this and didn't know how this worked. And, and that's really what this show is about. So if you're like me and you're used to sitting in your office and talking to few people or no people or some at a, very few at a time, and this is outside your comfort zone, then you know what? Talk to Christine. She will guide you through it. We have fantastic producers. And, you know, Keisha is always, always, always so helpful um, on the show and producing and all that stuff. So you just want to try and share your skills and your um, gifts with everybody. So uh, that is my information that I can share with you on the Inspired Choices Network because I think it's important that we all know what we're dealing with and where we're dealing and what you can learn and all the stuff that you can do. And when all else fails, my shameless plug is you're always welcome to uh, buy my book. It's uh, All Ladies Should Use the F Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances. And it's written in very plain language, easy, easy, easy language so that we can all understand our stuff because 
how helpful is something if you don't understand it? So that's my my shameless plug for tonight. <laughs> um, and of course, if you have any questions or if you have show topics, I always tell people, and I've gotten lots of people tell me show topic ideas. So if there's something out there that you're thinking, hey, I wish you'd talk about this, then just ask me and there's a good chance I will <laughs> because if you're asking for it, then somebody else is probably thinking it. So please take the uh, take the two seconds to log in and, and have a look and check out the network and ask questions of me or of any other show host that you have questions for. So having said that, let's just talk about everybody's favorite topic, I'm sure. Uh, that's, that's taxes. So, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. We've, we've gone through the, the whole, uh, holiday cycle and then there's people that are saying it's beginning to look a lot like tax season and it certainly is. So what's happening this time of year is you're starting to get all these pieces of paper come in the mail, T4s, T5s, T3s, uh, and you're starting to accumulate them. And I suspect if you're like most people, you're putting them in a shoebox <laughs> or a paper bag or a, a recycle bag or some sort of envelope. And you're just accumulating all these these pieces of paper. And if you're self-employed as a sole proprietor, um, it's different as a corporation. But uh, if it's a sole proprietor, then you're probably collecting a bunch of receipts or I hope. And if you haven't, then here's my tip. Make sure you're collecting them all year instead of scrambling at the end of the year and try and find them. So just have a always have a spot where you can put your receipts. If you're self-employed, always have a folder that your receipts go in. And if it's a file folder and it says 2019 or 2019, uh, 2018 or 2020 just that year just just slide all your receipts in there worst case scenario you put all your receipts in and you give it to the tax preparer and they sort through it and they say i can use these but i can't use those let them do that and that's my first tip for tonight let your tax preparer be it the accountant uh, uh an independent tax preparer anybody that does your taxes you let them decide if that receipt is something that they can use or not use. It's easier for them to set it aside and say you can't claim it than it is for you to not give it to them and have lost that opportunity to claim it. So let them tell you, you know, don't don't you try and uh, um, edit yourself on what you can use, what you can't use. So self-employed people always keep your receipts. Let your tax preparer tell you what you can't use, and then they'll use the ones that they can. And for everybody else, if you're not in business for yourself and and you're employed by somebody else. Same thing. Keep all your tax forms that you're starting to get now and accumulating um, and put them all together and then give them all to your tax preparer so that they have everything. Um, so what happens this time of year? Well, we're starting to, uh, like I said, you're starting to get all these these T forms and they're very official looking government forms and so forth. Uh, here's the here's the important thing. You're getting these because they're required. They're required. They're required for your employer to give you a T4. They're required for you to submit the T4 on your taxes and calculate it. So if you lose it or if you uh, forget to file it, it's a big deal because those T4s also get filed. So what you may not know if you work for somebody else is your employer issues these things called T4s, right? And that's just basically the summary of all your taxable earnings for the year. So I mean, she made this much money or he made this much money. You held back uh, or submitted taxes and this amount of money on their behalf. You paid CPP, EI, all that good stuff. So it just tells you it's a summary of what happened for the year, basically, right? Um, and then what happens is your employer issues the T4 
to you, your the employee, and then they they file it with the the copy goes to the in our case in Canada it goes to Canada Revenue Agency CRA. In the U.S., it would go to um, oh just went blank the Internal Revenue, <laughs> the Internal IRS, the Internal Revenue. So anyway, um, those get filed, so they're expecting to see these T forms, okay? So in Canada, the CRA, if if uh, Jane Doe has received a T4, then that T4 has already been filed on behalf of the employer. So the CRA is expecting to see Jane Doe claim that T4 on her taxes because there's a match. And the, if there's not a match, then that will raise flags. And that, that's a problem because then you're not claiming and submitting all your, your taxable income. So don't think that if you lost it, it's no big deal. It's a very big deal. And you want to make sure that either you get another copy of it or if you have a payroll system, which is my favorite, is the companies that have those payroll systems where you get an email saying, hey, here's your pay stub, go get it. And then you can log in and you can get any pay stub anytime where you can also get the T4. So if you have one of those systems at work where you log in to a website to get your your pay stubs, you'll, there's a strong chance, and I, I say 99% chance, that you're going to log in and you're going to see your T4 form as well. So if you don't have it or you've lost it or you moved and it got lost in the move or you didn't forge your your address because you forgot about it, um, you know, it happened uh this happened, you moved in October, and now here you are in uh, January, February, March, and you need to have that T4. Well, you earned that in- that income, that address might go to that, at- that, uh, that T4 might go to that old address, especially if you left the employer. So if you worked someplace, say you worked three jobs in 2019, you'll have three T4s. And all of those need to go to your tax preparer. And all of those are what CRA is looking for because those have already been filed with all three of your employers. So if I haven't, if you haven't picked up on my, my not so subtle hint, they're important. Hang on to them. Don't lose them. If you lose them, get another copy or download a copy so that uh, you can give them to your tax preparer because those are um, forms that have already been filed. Same with the T3, same with the T5s. Those have already been filed on behalf of the company who's issued them. So whether it be at your employer, your investment company, whatever. So they've already got them. So if you don't if you don't submit them, they're gonna they're they they're gonna find out that they exist. <laughs> um, now having said that, there are some tax preparers that can go on. There's some ways to go online and download it yourself from the CRA website. But uh, let's Make sure that's right. There's no cheating when it comes to these forms. There's checks and balances, and the um, tax comp- the tax government wing make sure they get it all when they're supposed to. So we're going to take our first break for the night, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this tax season that we're in. So we will continue our conversation about everybody's uh, the love hate relationship we have with taxes. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we'll continue to talk about the tax season and how we go about managing it. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. 
by tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. You'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. And welcome back. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. I was just having a moment to pause thinking about taxes. I know everybody needs to take a deep breath before they dive in, so that's what we were doing. Um, now that you've taken a deep breath, let me just jump right in and talk to you about some uh, tax ideas. So here's the thing. When we do our taxes, everybody's different. And I say that all the time about finances, and it's true. And it's the same is true about taxes. And the reason I say that is because everybody makes different amounts of money. Different people contribute to what's called RSPs, Registered Retirement Savings Plans, to reduce them or, you know, 401ks in the U.S. and uh, various different investment um, tools to reduce your taxable income. Uh, they have different uh, number of children, no children, lots of children, some children, young children. So you have different dependents that you can write off. You have different spouses that are dependents in some cases are um, that that also goes on your tax return. You have charitable giving. There's all kinds of things, medical expenses, union dues, memberships. There's so many things that go into your taxes and making up with, oh, this one, I, I'm not kidding when I tell you that it, the, the tax act is complicated. So there's lots of different areas that you can mitigate your taxes on. Now, in the U.S. especially, you guys are in the middle of a, well, your your campaigns go forever, it seems like, <laughs> political campaigns. But uh, there's a lot of political contributions that would have been happening last year. There's probably lots happening this year. So those are also part of your tax returns, right? So, and, and it doesn't matter about the party, by the way. The the CRA, the IRS, they really don't care who you're dedicating money to as long as it's a registered party. <laughs> so as long as you're keeping your receipts, 
then you can claim them. And that's what I said before at the beginning about how important it is to keep your stuff. Let the tax preparer throw out what doesn't work. So there's different different areas that I want you to look at. Now, again, I'm not giving you advice. I'm not telling you this works for everybody. This is just going to be general concepts because there's some of you that this makes sense. You're married. Some of you aren't married. Some of you have children. Some don't have children. Some have adult children that aren't at home. Some have little ones that are at home that haven't started school and various stages in between. So there's lots of variables. So this is why I want to just, this particular show is all in general concepts, okay? So some of the areas that we can look at in taxes are, are there any income splitting techniques available to you? So income splitting is just what it sounds like. I take my income and I split it between other people in various ways to lower my taxable income. Because let's pretend if you're in the highest tax bracket, then you're going to pay the most amount of tax. But if you can lower your income to be in a lower tax bracket, you're going to pay less tax, right? Makes sense. So income splitting ideas, let's let's talk about that first. So you might be able to reduce your overall family tax burden by taking advantage of these. Now, remember, some might, some might not apply to you, but it's worth writing down and asking your tax preparer saying, hey, can I do this? Does this make sense? Will it, it apply to me and my situation? So one uh, one of the concepts is an income splitting loan. So there are cases where you can loan funds to a family member and it's got to be at prescribed interest rates, which is right now in Canada, it's 2%. And the family member can invest this money and the investment income will not be attributed to you. So it's it's treated as your income for tax purposes, um, which that was what I mean. It won't be attributed to you for that. So as long as the interest for each calendar year is paid no later than January 30th of the following year, then it counts as an income splitting technique or an income splitting loan. So that's one option. Now that obviously can take place if you have a spouse, if you have children, so a family member. Uh, reasonable salaries to family members. So remember I mentioned if you're self-employed, well, if you're self, if you're a business and you considered employing your spouse, your partner or your kids, uh, to take advantage of income splitting opportunities, their salary has to be reasonable. And this is really what CRA is looking for is what's reasonable. So if you're going to, to pay an entry level position, an obscure amount of money, they're going to say, well, that doesn't really make sense that you're paying somebody that amount of money for that particular job when it's your son or daughter or spouse, right? So that's going to be a problem. So make sure it's reasonable for the work they perform. So if you would have paid anybody else that, that makes sense. Um, and reasonable doesn't have to be minimum wage. It can be you might pay somebody, you might have paid somebody more or you might have paid somebody less, but it's reasonable is the, the key, okay? The the planning, this is more important than in the past because other income splitting opportunities involving your business, they may be limited for 2018 and later years. So you want to see the rules on income splitting under private corporations and business earnings. So this is one where you think, okay, this is one I want to ask my tax preparer for. Does this work for what I'm doing? Will, will it fit into the current rules? Because, as we all know, just because the calendar changed doesn't mean everything stayed the same. The A lot of the time, we get a lot of changes come into effect on the 1st of January. So in the Canada and the U.S., every election you have, and, and we know that taxes, in the U.S., what, it doesn't matter where you live, anybody that has any communication in the world is seeing that the United States taxes are a huge political issue for this campaign. It always is, 
but the way they're approaching it is um, very uh, ver- very vocal, <laughs> let's say. So there's a lot of people that are talking about taxes and how that's going to work. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything right now. What they're talking about has no effect on your taxes today. But it, depending on what happens with um, the, the election in any country, it's different parties, they change different plans and different programs, and then they approve these changes, so then it changes the tax act. This is why I say January 1st is when a lot of times these things come into existence. So if the tax rate is going to change up or down, or there's going to be a new program or a decrease in a program, it's usually effective January 1st. So what might have taken place last year might not be available this year. These are things with your tax preparer that they'll tell you, say, hey, we claimed this, we can't claim it this year, or we didn't claim it, but we can this year. So that's why it's also important to go to somebody that is just entrenched in doing taxes because usually they're the ones that know these little tips and tricks or or changes in the tax act or whatever. So that's another reason why you want to go see somebody that knows what they're doing. Another income splitting technique that might be an, an option is spousal RFPs. Obviously, this is in Canada. But you can look in the states in your 401ks, Roth IRAs. Those are all falling similar to what we have. So in addition to the other stuff that we talked about, spousal RSPs might be used to split income before retirement. So this simply is that the higher income spouse or partner can get the benefit of making contributions to the spouse at a high tax rate. And then after a three-year non-contribution period, the lower or no income spouse can withdraw the funds and pay little or no tax. So the reason they have, um, I have to tell you, when I used to teach at the college in, in business, I I always told the kids when I taught anything about finance, uh, I shouldn't say kids, the students, sorry, but uh, the the joke I used to tell them is if in Canada, if it has an R in front of it, like RSP, RESP, RDSP, it all stands for registered. And registered retirement savings plan, registered education savings plan, registered disability savings plan. That registered also in my world stands for rules because there's a lot of rules that surround having these registered plans because the government's put them into place and the government's telling you these are the things you can and can't do. And if you do these things, these are the consequences that you're going to, you're going to face. So in this particular case on a spousal RSP, one of the rules is after a three year non-contribution period, so if you're the higher income earner and you're contributing to your spouse who's the lower income lower income earner and you do that three consecutive years and there's no withdrawals, then that means in that that following year, the spouse could withdraw the funds and pay little or no tax because now it's being taxed in their hands because it's their money. So these are things that we need to to remember. So just the easy rule of thumb is in Canada, if your investment has an R in front of it, it's registered, it's rules. There's a lot of rules, government rules that go with that. And you want to make sure you either know the rules or more importantly, that your tax person knows the rules. Because you can't be expected to know all the rules to all the the, the vehicles that are there. So those are some three income splitting techniques that you can ask about. Income splitting loans, reasonable salaries to family members, and spousal RSPs. And those can help reduce your tax contribution or tax liability. Um, depending on whether the glass is half full or the glass is half empty, you are contributing to the government and the taxes or you're being forced to pay them. <laughs> Either way, you're paying them. So uh, another thing that we'll look at 
um, one area that we'll look at is if you've paid your 2019 tax deductible or tax creditable expenses yet. So have you paid them yet? So I always tell people, and this is my, gosh, I'm going to have to go out there and tell you, this is my pet peeve. All right. So my pet peeve is this, this cramming in January, February, March to do something about your taxes. There is so very little that you can do January, February, March. And we all know in Canada, it's, you know, RSP season is so they, they told it to be. But I think that if you have a good financial plan, this is why I always encourage everybody every week to understand your stuff and just have a plan for you because it's so easy to do. There's When you have that, then there's no rush in January, February, March to panic about what you're going to do with your taxes because you've had this plan from Jan- from April to December of last year and you don't have to worry about oh, I'm going to panic and, and try and reduce my taxes in the first three months of the year because I've ignored having a plan the last nine. So that's why I, I'm I'm always encouraging people to, to... It doesn't have to be a crazy, complicated plan. It doesn't even have to be that formal. Just write it down so you know what you're doing or keep track of it somehow. If you like Excel spreadsheets, do that. But uh, just do a plan so you don't have to panic and... and Try and do it in the very last minute of the last hour of the time that it's due in taxes. Um, I also think that tax planning should happen at the end of the prior year so that if you're going to do any tax planning, you can actually have some ability to, to change some things. So if you're doing tax planning in November or December of the prior year, you still have time to do stuff. If you do it in January, February, March, you only really have one thing that you can do, and that's RSPs in Canada. So if you're going to help yourself, get yourself into a system, then make a note on your calendar. We all have phones or we all have some sort of device that can remind us every year, you know, November 21st or whatever date you pick, start reviewing my taxes, make sure I have everything collected and I go through it. And then the other cool thing is that's when the tax people are the least busy. So you might be able to have a few minutes with them to make sure you're getting yourself planned for the taxes so that when the time comes, you get all your stuff together, you turn it over to them and boom, it's it's nice and easy to do. So, we're up to our second break of the night. We're going to take a break and we're going to keep on this conversation. We're going to talk about the deductions I just mentioned. Um, we're going to talk about if you've considered the impact of any recent changes to the personal tax rules, which we need to consider because like I said, things always change the first of the year if they're going to change and they can also change when you change government uh, parties. So stay tuned. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to talk about taxes. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and you are listening to Financially Speaking. Today, our topic is it's beginning to look a lot like tax season, and I know people are starting to get forms and starting to get that that funny feeling where they need to do something and get their taxes and their papers ready for their tax preparer or their accountant. So I'm going to run through a few ideas. There's, there's lots of ideas, and, and like I said, today is a a general conversation or just to give you some ideas, really, some strategies you can jot down like, hey, let me ask my my person about income splitting techniques. Does that work? Can I do an income splitting loan? Um, so if you have you paid your 2019, so the previous year, and this is what you're going to do every year, but obviously we're going to talk about 19 because um, that's what you're paying your taxes on right now. That's going to be it. Uh, your tax deductible or tax creditable expenses. So what are these? Tax deductible expenses, there's a lot of expenses that include interest, child care costs that can only be claimed as deductions in a tax return if the amounts are paid by the end of the calendar year. Expenditures that give rise to a tax credit, on the other hand, are charitable donations, political contributions, medical expenses, tuition fees. These all have to be paid um, by the end of the year too, but in case of medical expenses, it's in any 12-month period ending in the year in order to be credited. So there's also unused education or textbook tax credits from the prior year. And now this is where I said it's really great to have a tax person because the federal credits were eliminated effective January 1st, 2017. But if you have unused education and textbook tax credits amount carried forward from 2017, they're still available to be claimed in the subsequent years. So. And some provinces and some states or some territories in Canada still provide the credits. But these, this is why it's really great to have somebody who, to prepare your taxes who lives and breathes taxes. The other thing you want to consider is whether deductions or credits can be worth more to you this year or next year. So if you can control the timing of your deductions or credits, which a lot of the times you can, uh, consider any expected changes in your income level and your tax bracket or your marginal tax rate. So... For example, you can contribute to your RSPs in Canada and there's a, a certain point in time where they stop affecting the tax return. So, for example, if if you contributed, and I'm, these mean nothing, these numbers, these are just total examples. If you put $3,000 in your RSP and that you're watching and you start, you're getting a tax refund of 
$2,400 or whatever it is. And then you put $3,500 and you're getting a tax refund of $2,400. Then you put $4,000 in RSPs and you're getting a tax refund of $2,400. It stops making a difference. You're still going to get a refund of $2,400, right? Some people put, uh, and, and, and there's, there's, this strategy of RSPs is more taxes is part of the plan. Don't get me wrong. Your advisor is going to work with you on why you're doing certain things. It totally makes sense. But from just a tax point of view, there are people who just want a refund and that's why they do RSPs and it stops making a difference at a certain point. In this example, $3,000, that's you're going to get $2,400 back on your tax return. It doesn't matter how much more you put in RSPs. It's not making a bit of difference on your tax return that year. So these are all things that you want to have a look at. You also want to consider the impact of any recent changes to the personal tax rules. So, for example, there's if I'm not going to get into this one a lot because not a lot of people have the stock options, but employee stock option grants. And this is a proposed amendment that limits the availability of 50% of employee stock option deductions to an annual maximum of 200000 of stock options. And that vests in one in a calendar year based on fair market value of the underlying shares of the grant. So let's just say employee stock options grant. And if that qualifies for something that you're doing, then your tax preparer will do it for you or your accountant will do it and make sure that that's all claimed correctly. The other thing you want to look at is holding passive income investments in your private corporation. So in Canada, there is an awful lot of chit-chat with politicians about passive income and how this is going to be affected and the potential to increase taxes based on the passive income. So passive income is money you have that is an active. So this is, um, we have had recent amendments, like I said, we always do, that are came into effect with the tax year after 2018. You can hold a limit of Canadian-controlled private corporations access to the small business deduction and, accordingly, the small business tax rate in a tax station year to the extent that it holds passive income that generates more than $50,000 of income in the preceding year. So, again, this is a topic you either have passive income, which is money that you have sitting someplace that just generates money for you uh, without you doing anything. So that's passive income, basically. And there's rules around that now with taxes and what can exceed active income and all this stuff. So just if you have passive income, that just write a little note and say, ask my accountant if holding passive income has an impact on my taxes. That's it. And they'll, they'll look into it for you. Uh, non-eligible di- dividend income is another one. So if you're receiving dividends from a private corporation, not a publicly traded one, because from a publicly traded one, you'll get a T3 form, I believe, um, the which you'll be claiming anyway. But if you're getting non-eligible dividends, you want to ask if uh, this tax rate, um, can if you can apply them somehow with your taxes and claim them. Digital news subscriptions. Uh, recent amendments here introduced a new temporary 15% non-refundable tax credit on amounts paid by individuals for eligible digital news subscriptions, a maximum annual amount of $500 a year, so which is translates to an annual credit of $75 starting in 2020. So that's our new rule. So just write down in your notes, digital news subscriptions, question mark. <laughs> Do I have any and can I claim any? Tuition fees associated with training, well, that's, there's the rules around them, but obviously that's if you pay tuition to have a course or a training program, then how much can you claim on your tax refund as a refund? Because it becomes a credit. 
So then we want to ask ourselves, um, do you income split private corporation business earnings with adult family members? This is for the business, the small business, private corporations um, that you're going to ask your accountant because if you have a private corporation, I am going to assume that you have an accountant because I believe you should. But uh, some people do not and for various reasons. And if that works, fine. If it doesn't work, then get yourself a good accountant. And I, we've talked before on the show about the difference between accountants and bookkeepers and why it's important to have one. When it comes to your, your accounting, and this is the way I like to think of it, uh, for myself, for my clients, for people that just ask me in general, if you're people, there's a lot of moving parts to the Income Tax Act, right? It's big, it's thick, the book. Um, it's it's not a fun read, but there's people out there who who live and breathe it every day, not just at tax time. And those are the people who are going to courses and keeping up on on information. Um, they're doing continuing education credits potentially to keep up a designation. They're doing uh, different training courses to to make sure that they're up to date on the most recent uh, information that the the CRA and IRS people have changed. They're they're spending time with other people in an association in networking groups or uh, social settings that are typically in that line of business and they're having conversations about it and discussing different ideas and they're in the industry so they know people so if they have a question they can call one of their friends and say hey what's your translation on this this is what I'm thinking so they have a whole system of keeping themselves up to date those are the people you want to work with those are the people that you want to take your taxes to if you're in business and make sure that you're doing everything you can that's right and that you're maximizing your ability to save your money. There is there is nothing wrong with trying to save on tax. And here's the funny thing. This is a little bit of a side note, but uh, all the politicians, when they talk about taxing and taxing and taxing all these, these wealthy people and so forth, they're all, every one of them, are trying to do the maximum they can to reduce their taxes. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's your money and you're trying to keep more of your hard-earned money. So I totally get that. And there's people out there who specialize in doing that. And those are the people I, I, I recommend you talk to because they'll know about these income splitting techniques. So one of the other things you want to ask yourself, and everybody can do it. So if you don't have a corporation or a business, you want to ask yourself, have you maximized your tax-sheltered investments by contributing to, in Canada, a TFSA or an RSP uh, uh, 401k, IRA, Roth IRA in the U.S. equivalents. So a TFSA has nothing to do with your taxes in the sense that it doesn't get deducted off your taxes. And uh, this is just a very quick and simple uh, description of them. But if you make your contributions um, in 2019 for your TFSA allowance, the, it's the timing of your contributions that you have to watch. And this is why working with somebody that in my in this case would be like an advisor like me, that we watch the dates and we say, okay, you're, now's the right time to make the contribution because you're not going to have effect uh, have an effect on your taxes because you can have an effect on your taxes if you do it wrong. And it's very, very important you contribute at the right time so that you don't have a mistake. You do not want to be uh, penalized for over-contributing because you had the wrong timing. 
uh, the the recontribution. The other thing is really important is you don't lose your contribution limit with your tax free savings account like you do with your RSP when you withdraw it. But it's super super important on the timing of your recontribution. So that's the TFSA, the RSP. The earlier contribute, um, the more time your investments have to grow. There's a whole beautiful thing called compounding and compound interest that we like. You have dividend reinvestments, and that's a whole other conversation about investments. However, um, the contributions, depending on the right time, and again, it's all about timing. You want to make sure you contribute at the right time so that you can take advantage of that deduction on this tax year. So ask yourself if you've maximized your tax-sheltered investments by con- by contributing to either TFSA or an RSP assuming it makes sense in your financial plan. These are questions you ask between your advisor and your accountant or tax preparer. So we're coming up to our last break of the night, and then I'm just going to run through when we get back a real quick checklist to ask yourself what to look for, and uh, then you can go off and get ready for your taxes because, you know, isn't that a lot of fun? So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And we're going to return from our last break of the night and wrap up our conversation about taxes. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kathy Cook-Noble, and this is Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. And today we've been talking about tax season. We are there. It is happening. So before we went to break, we were talking about different tools or different concepts that we could ask our tax preparer for. I'm going to give you a few more that you can talk to them about. Uh, Are you considering under the homeowner's plan uh, doing an RSP withdrawal? These are things to talk about with timing. Have you maximized your education savings by contributing to an RESP for your kids? Um, is there a way for you to reduce or eliminate your non-deductible interest? 
So have you reviewed your investment portfolio? Now's a good time to do that too. Um, can you improve your cash flow uh, impact of your income taxes? So this is um, another t- area where we can start talking about some estate planning and cash flow. Make sure you have a will, um, different ways to maximize your taxes and, uh, and estate planning I'm talking about down the road because you're going to pay taxes when you die too because, you know, that's just how it is. The only two things we know for sure are death and taxes, right? So there are a few things that I think are important for us to really consider. And here I'm just going to give you uh, sort of a to-do list, if you will. So check and see if you're making uh, meeting all the deadlines for the 2019 tax savings uh, uh, and contributions. So for instance, um, payments are due by December 31st. If you're going to do a charitable expense, medical expense, union or professional uh, memberships, um, any investment, council fees or like professional fees like that, certain childcare and spousal support payments, uh, political contributions we talked about, um, legal fees, interest on student loans, contributing to RSPs if you're 71 uh, if you're 71 in that last calendar year, which would be 2019. So December 31st, that's a, a that's your first due date, okay? The second due date is January 30th, and that's when the payment must be received on those interest-owed intra-family loans I talked about. Remember the loans to family members? The interest is payable by you on the loans from your employer, if there are, if these exist, obviously. The next due date is February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy remember to reimburse your personal car expenses to your employer to reduce your taxable operating benefit from an employer-provided automobile. So that's the day, your Valentine's Day. Reward yourself by making sure you've reimbursed your personal car expenses to your employer. The next due date is February 29th. And this is when the last day you can deduct contributions from your own RSP or spousal RSP. We talked about that. It's the last day for that. Uh, it's the last day for con- contributions to provincial labor-sponsored ventures and capital corporations. Last day for RSP repayments under the home buyer's plan or a lifelong learning plan. So those are some key, key dates before your taxes are due. <clears throat> the other to-do list is your investments. Do you hold investments in a corporation? Have you maximized your TFSA? Have you maximized your RSP if you're going to do that like we talked about? Have you considered selling your investments with unrealized capital losses? That is something you do not do lightly. You talk to your advisor or you talk to your accountant because they will help guide you through that. Uh, do you have a stock option plan? This is on your checklist. If you have it, make sure you you get it from your employer and considering the new rules in Canada that are proposed, then you need to make sure how that's going to work for your taxes. So family tax considerations, have you thought about income splitting loans? Does it make sense? And how would you do it? Who would you do it with? Can you benefit from the child tax? Or sorry, the child, the Canada child benefit. It used to be the child tax credit. Now it's Canada child benefit. Um, so you make sure that your spouse or a common law partner files the tax returns on their Canada child benefit because it's based on the family income. So have you done that? Um, are you moving to a new province? Remember I said about keeping your receipts? Let your tax preparer decide if you can't use them. Um, have you sold your principal residence? How does that affect your taxes? Do you plan to withdraw funds from the home buyers? Remember, we have the deadline for when the home buyer's plan has to be paid back. Well, now we have questions on whether we're going to withdraw them. Now, I think these this is a great to-do list, and every year it would be awesome if people could do this because then it forces you also to look at the next part, which is part of my favorite stuff to talk about, retirement and estate planning. Have you maxed your RSPs, if that's part of your plan, if that makes sense? 
Is it time to wind up your RSPs, if that makes sense? Um, do you have a will? Have you updated your will? All these things. Have we looked at life insurance as a way to pay taxes off of your estate? Uh, these are all really cool things, and I know everybody that's listening thinks they sound really cool because <laughs> they they don't sound dry and boring at all, do they? But uh, they actually are really cool in the in the world of money and finance. So uh, the other administrative considerations is can can you reduce your taxable benefit for your car company your your company car? Um, have you paid personal tax installments? Do you need to make a taxpayer relief request? So that's um, that's something that these are all special. Remember I said everybody's unique in their own way, and they really are. So that might apply to some people as it doesn't to others. Federal election considerations. Are you considering purchasing a luxury item? So it's kind of interesting because in our platform here in Canada, or sorry, in on our Liberal Party's platform in Canada, they wanted to introduce a new 10% tax on luxury cars, boats, and personal aircraft valued over $100,000, except for certain commercial uses. Now, since the NDP's Canada's platform, they contained a similar measure. So it's possible that the, ta- the tax cost of purchasing these items will increase. So if you're considering purchasing them, there's going to be uh, a timing issue. That, does it make sense? Do you own a vacant residential property? And remember, we talked about... Um, passive income, and we've talked about uh, different ways to really maximize the usage of your RSPs and, and the deductions and so forth. So just remember that you really want to look at your stuff with your tax preparer, your accountant, and whether you're an individual or whether you're a small business, it doesn't matter. We all have to file our taxes. And why don't you take advantage of whatever's out there for you? So make a little to-do list for yourself and just say, okay, have I done these things? Have I checked off the box to say I've reviewed my financial plan or I've contacted my accountant to ask, does this apply to me? Because if it doesn't apply to you, it doesn't apply to you. But if it does and they don't think to to look at it or you forgot to ask, then you're not going to get the benefit. So there you have it. There's your taxes. I wish everyone all the best while you're filing them. Uh, Keep in touch with us at the Inspired Choices Network, and we will continue to break down topics into an easy, manageable, bite-sized that we all know and love. So we'll see you again next time here on Financially Speaking. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.